We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Abner Maris is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, dad to two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Maris, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and man he is today. They chat about topics like the state of boxing, being a husband and a girl dad, sports, music, culture, and family life. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Maris each week wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. The, we're still 4-0 edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. The everyone in the NFL doesn't look as good as the Packers edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Morley, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Ross Uglum and Ross, we're going to jump right into today's show because we got a lot of stuff to talk about and we don't got a ton of time. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about is it's Monday. You know, we got the Monday night game going on tonight. Um, but after this weekend of football, as the Packers fans, Ross, how, how are you feeling? You got to be feeling pretty good, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you saw a couple of things. Um, first of all, being uh, what went on with the 49ers. I mean, that's going to be the club, of course, that Packers fans are still going to be like, okay, well, you know, especially, honestly, until until that game is is 
played out in out in that part of the uh, the world, and Green Bay comes out on top. I still think you're going to see you know some very serious questions um, about their ability to potentially you know win that game. Um, I, I again, I, I just I think you're a little worried about the schematic way that Shanahan has proven he can beat Pettin, but I think you have to be a little bit uh, realizing that this is not the same team. And, and I, I understand even that Packers fans are, are probably still going to be uh, a little concerned about San Francisco in general, but boy, Game in, week in, week out, game out, they are proving that these are not the same 49ers. Yeah, and I think you hit the nail on the head there because we're going to go into that game, you know, if the 49ers don't win another game before that game, if they're losing every game by 30 points, Packers fans are still going to have nightmares of Raheem Mostert just running untouched for a bajillion yards. So I I get it, you know, and and like you said, going out to that part of the country, that's a place that they struggled, not just against the 49ers twice, but if you go back to the L.A. game. uh, And I don't know why. There's really no rhyme or reason, but those are the things that fans cling on to. And uh, I get it, you know, and the Bosa brothers absolutely wrecked the Packers last year. Uh, Good news for the Packers, bad news for for, uh, Nick Bosa is, you know, he's not not playing this year. He's, He's injured, unfortunately, for him. Um, but for the Packers, you know, that's one less guy that they have to worry about sitting in Aaron Rodgers' lap. But that transitions us really well into what I wanted to talk to you about today as well. And you look at this Packers, uh, excuse me, you look at this Packers schedule coming up. And Ross, when you look ahead, and you know, we're, we're like Matt Lafleur here on the Pack of Day podcast. We're just trying to go one and zero this week. I get that. But who is the team that scares you the most on the Packers schedule still this year? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit and Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Uh, you know, I think, as I mentioned, the uh, the game in San Francisco, it's a tough part of the uh, the world to play in. The Packers seem to do very poorly on the West Coast. Uh, you know, can't seem to win in Seattle. Didn't win last year in L.A. Didn't win uh, when they went out to San Francisco either time. It's, it's just tough. But other than that, you know, I, I don't know how much you're you're a little bit maybe concerned about Tampa. They're probably in a situation where they're not going to the playoffs if they lose this game uh, to, to Green Bay or they're in a certainly a rough spot as far as any type of seeding is concerned. 
but yeah, I mean that's kind of where you're at. You like you're you're liking more and more every day the the home matchup with Philly. Um, the home matchup, you're, you're probably thankful that that Titans matchup is at home. But this is, uh, I think somebody has mentioned the Packers having one of the easier schedules in the league on the way home. I mean, this is a very gettable schedule, especially you know some of the better teams that you see, Carolina, Tennessee. Teams that you know aren't even at the top of the conference, but at least have winning records. Those games are in Green Bay. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, and I think you look at. Just looking ahead, I I think I look at the best defenses still on the schedule because that's what really intrigues me is how this offense has come out like gangbusters and they really haven't played a very good defense yet. They just they just haven't quite frankly. And and you look, I was looking at Pro Football Focus and whatever your take on Pro Football Focus is, they have they have Tampa Bay as their number one rated defense in the NFL right now, which you watch that Philadelphia game and you you wonder well. Are they? You know, or and, and so I mean, it, it'll be a test, though. Regardless, it will be a test. I really like what Tampa Bay has going on in their secondary. Jamal, Jamal Dean or Jamel Dean, uh, the second-year guy out of Auburn, has looked really good. Uh, is it Colton Davis? Is that who I'm thinking of? And then uh, Carlton one of Davis. My, yeah, one of my favorites last year, and Sean Murphy Bunton is is playing really well uh, as well. And then on top of that, you have you know draft Twitter. Everybody. Everybody loved Antoine Winfield Jr., and everyone looks right. You know, the only issue with him, I think, was was the injuries coming out, and that was a concern. But, you know, he looks like what we thought he'd be, and and that is a, a stud, a defensive rookie of the year type candidate. So they have dudes. They have dudes in that secondary. Uh, Shaq Barrett is a stud pass rusher. So they have some of the tools to slow down this offense. I think it'll be really interesting to see when Matt LaFleur – Schemes up with an extra week off to, to how how is he going to attack these Buccaneers? And it looks like the Packers are getting healthy at the right time. Uh, Devontae is going to be back most you know most uh, likely. Kenny's going to be back, uh, so they're they're going to get some guys back as well. Tampa Bay's offense doesn't. I know this is crazy. It's not, they don't scare me a ton with Tom Brady at quarterback. It just looks like he he's just limited. They got weapons on the outside. But the other team that I think is is interesting that you didn't mention is the Colts at Indianapolis because they have a good defense as well. They got some dudes uh, on that side of the ball that could give this Packers team trouble. So I think those two squads are teams that really do scare me. And then you have, I know this is going to sound sacrilegious, but the Bears. The Bears, you know, if you want to say – the Packers were a fraudulent 13-3 and team, if that upset you, then you can't say this about the Bears because whatever you see with your eyes, they're winning games. And that defense has been good enough to win to win these close games. And the offense has been good enough to squeak out these wins. So say what you want to say about them. 
you still got to go in there and beat them. That's a team you're going to have to beat, and it's a rivalry game. And speaking of rivalry games, we'll talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. When you talk about teams, Ross, that scare me more than anyone in the league, uh, anytime a team has got someone of the caliber of Patrick Mahomes, they're going to be in the conversation for you know a team that's going to be there in the Super Bowl. And but you look at them, and they they've kind of they've kind of they've been fluttering this year a little bit. Pat has been good. He hasn't been Superman, and they lost the game to the Raiders. Um, so Ross, when you look at this league, the landscape, I think you you're right when you say like this NFC. You know, you're looking at it kind of looks like a two-team race right now between the Packers and the Seahawks. And the Seahawks certainly didn't look like world beaters last night uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. So it's going to be interesting. But when you look at the AFC side too, Ross, you you start looking way ahead. But it's bye week, so we're going to kind of be silly season a little bit. Look way ahead at a potential Super Bowl matchup against an AFC team. What team do you think – would, what, what team scares you the most as far as a team that could come and beat Green Bay? Yeah, I still think it's probably Baltimore or Kansas City. I know Buffalo. Um, I'm not. I'm not afraid of Pittsburgh really at all. Um, but I, I know. I know Buffalo is interesting. Obviously, uh, Green Bay historically not great against teams that can run. Not great against teams that have a quarterback that can run. Uh, that's a little. They're a little problematic certainly, but. Other other than that, man, um, I, I think you got to go with the two MVP caliber quarterbacks as as the teams that actually really strike fear into you. As far as excuse me, you're talking about Baltimore and, and Lamar, and then of course uh, Kansas City and Pat uh, with the defending world champions there. I think if you you're a Packers fan and you see any of those other squads um, in in the Super Bowl, you're feeling pretty good. You know, you've got right now on the AFC side. Kansas City, Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Buffalo have four wins or more. And, and I think, um, man, you, you talk about any group that you're, like, afraid of, and I think it's it's got to be Pat and Lamar. And, and Lamar's had, not having a Lamar season. Either. He doesn't look like he did last year. But I, I just – Mike Pettin trying to scheme up Lamar Jackson – uh, is giving me heart palpitations right now. And so I think that that has to be, you know, kind of your legitimate concern as far as what 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 do you not want to see. I think um, Pittsburgh with an immobile quarterback and, and Ben Roethlisberger, you'd be, that would be kind of the, the, the squad that you'd like to see. Potentially Tennessee, who I guess is 3-0, and maybe looking at 4-0. Uh, but then you got Derrick Henry. I mean, it, these squads that, that are more pass-oriented and, and, and stuff like that, I think, are the ones that you would prefer to see as opposed to the beat you both ways type of teams. And, and I think those could cause maybe some issues for the for the Packers. Yeah, I, I agree, especially with the the two MVP type guys coming in. And I don't want this to come back to bite me, but I, I really am a lot more scared of Baltimore. And, and the reason is, you know, and, can, and don't get me wrong, Kansas City is terrifying too. The weapons they have on that offense are, are are frightening but you look at the way you slow guys like Pat down it's the same way you slow guys like Rogers down and the Packer and so and what I mean by that is can you pressure can you pressure them with four guys because if you can do that you can drop seven into coverage and those zones get a lot tighter and and they really have to be perfect which Rogers and Pat can be like they can be perfect but you're just trying to give yourself a shot 
And the Packers have the, they have the horses to do that on defense. Now, do they have the horses to corral Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I, I don't know. That remains to be seen. They they you don't see guys like Lamar Jackson. You don't see guys like Patrick Mahomes. Um, hopefully, Ross, this is something we get to talk about. You know, come February, that would be a, a blast. But let's get back to the Packers. Let's talk about the the best team in the NFL. And going into this offseason, because it is this is the bye week. This is kind of the time that I think you can talk about some of this stuff, especially because I, I really expected, Ross, I expected the Packers to announce that they had extended either Bakhtiari or Aaron Jones at some point this week. And it still could happen, um, but it's it's something that I think is interesting that hasn't happened. And I thought this would have been a prime time to get a deal done with either of those guys. Um, I think Bakhtiari is, is going to be back, right? I mean, they can't let him go. So let's talk about the running back situation because – you, you all had more time to check out some of these other teams. Uh, for example, like last night, Dalvin Cook going down, uh, Alexander Madison coming in and playing really well, Christian McCaffrey being hurt, and Mike Davis looks like a, a very capable running back. They're, they just keep winning without arguably their best offensive skill position guy in Christian McCaffrey. So here's the scenario for you, Ross, because everyone at this point should know that I'm, I am alluding to – what do you want to pay Aaron Jones? If he doesn't get paid, is this offense going to stall? Or would they just keep on, on rolling? So I want to give you three different scenarios, and you pick your pick your favorite one and tell me why. So scenario number one, you pay Aaron Jones. His salary is $12 million um, average per year, which would be, on I think, on the high end for Aaron Jones, but certainly not out of, out of the realm of possibility. So Aaron Jones, $12 million per year with A.J. Dillon. Those are your two top backs going into 2021. That's option A. Option B is Jamal Williams at $6.5 million APY, average per year, and A.J. Dillon. So scenario B basically gives you Jamal Williams at a, a much, a half, basically half of what you're paying Jones, again, with A.J. Dillon. Scenario number three. This is one that nobody really talks about. You let both of them walk. Aaron Jones leaves. Will, uh, Jamal Williams leaves. You are going into 2021 riding with A.J. Dillon and a rookie or Dexter Williams or I, I don't know who, someone else. A, B, or C, Ross? Oh, for me, it's easy and it's C. Yeah, that's a, that's an easy one. I'm I'm not entertaining any type of running back money for double digits uh, annual value. Um, you got to get – Adams done again. You got to get Jair done. Um, Kenny Clark's money is gonna gonna hit. David Bakhtiari absolutely has to get done. I would argue right now, just from a positional scarcity standpoint, um, frankly, Corey Lindsley is proving to be more valuable than Aaron Jones at this point, as far as you know where where he's at in the league and where you can just you know find interior offensive linemen. It's not really how it works. Uh, I think they, their plan is probably Lucas Patrick at that spot next year, but I, I, I just I'm not I have no interest in Aaron Jones at twelve and a half, um, and and I think Jamal Williams can very easily be replaced in 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 the draft with you know you look at and just see what for example Jacksonville is doing with James Robinson completely undrafted guy, uh, and not that running backs are useless that's not what I'm saying and I'm sure I'll get some of that but. For what the Packers need to 
solidify for what the Packers need to keep on their roster. And, and what I mean by that is a cornerstone defensive tackle, which they already did, but a franchise left tackle, um, a, a, a star cornerback in Jair Alexander, he needs to get paid. I, I just, I, I don't, I, I mean, yeah, I like, I told, I said, I liked, I liked the Eckler contract for Aaron Jones. I've, I've said, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more than that, but I just 12 and a half. I'm out. Jamal Williams, uh, with when you look at the free agent class next year of backs from this upcoming group of guys that have been in the league four years, and you look at how many guys have not been signed, have not been extended, I, somebody's gonna it's gonna be a musical chair. Somebody's gonna be left without a chair to sit in. And I, I think anything that resembles real and I'm using air quotes, which is a podcast, is not that helpful. Anything that represents real money for Jamal Williams, I don't think is. Um, very bright. He is a useful football player, no question about it. Uh, but but I, I think you can replicate that certainly in the draft or even undrafted free agency or regular free agency when one of these backs that hasn't been extended, you know, get, gets left without a chair to sit in. Ross, this isn't very good podcasting because I totally did not think you would take that option. Okay. <laughs> you, basically, you basically just said, I was expecting you to go, honestly, with option two, with Williams at a cheaper a cheaper rate and Dylan, and I was going to come in with the hot take of saying, give me A.J. Dylan because I want to keep him with Corey Lindsley, Elton Jenkins, and David Bakhtiari because if you have those three guys healthy – you or I could get some yards behind that offensive line. And that's and, and you're totally right. It is not to say I don't love watching Aaron Jones play football because I do. I love watching Jamal Williams play football. Jamal Williams might be my favorite player on this team. He is such a big, fun personality. Love the guy. But when you're talking about building a team, you have to separate you know, and this is what GMs have to do, and this is why it's such a tough business, because you have to separate the the personal stuff away from from winning from from trying to put together championship caliber teams and i think what what we've learned in the last decade is championship caliber teams do not pay running backs and let and, me just talk like i said i, I want to go through this list because i talked about um i talked about you know guys of, that are going to be available that are going to be without a team and so your free agents next year running back, and I'm just going to read off a couple. Kenyon Drake, Byron, uh, excuse me, Brian Hill, Todd Gurley, the aforementioned Mike Davis, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, of course. Uh, Marlon Mack is going to be coming off an injury, but he's going to be available. Matt Breida is going to be available. James White, Rex Burkhead are going to be available. Devontae Freeman, obviously, is going to be available as he was available this year. Um, Wayne Gallman, if people are looking for kind of a reclamation project, he is going to be uh, available. Obviously, Leonard Fournette is going to be available as he only signed a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay uh, Bucks. Like they, there are Chris Carson is going to be available. Carlos Hyde is going to be available. James Conner is going to be available. There are so many guys in this running back class that for a guy who doesn't necessarily – like move the needle any more than the guys that I just mentioned. I think like locking into some sort of long-term extension for real money with a guy like Jamal Williams would be nuts. 
Well, when you look at – so LaFleur is – you know, he's a Shanahan guy. He's a McVay guy. Who are their running backs? Who have they paid? I mean, Shanahan, Shanahan was Shanahan notorious for nobodies. Yep. Yeah. Mike that, Anderson. That's my point. Like, they paid, you know, check. He's the guy making money in that backfield. Not, you know, not Moser, not Brita. You know, th- they throw guys back there just like I, I honestly think, you know, as a Packers fan, and I, I think that's what I was saying with, like, separating the emotional side of it away from the scheme, the team. That's what we're going to get with LaFleur. That is a Shanahan. That goes all the way back to Mike Shanahan. I remember as a kid watching Orlando Gary run wild. Yeah, Orlando Gary, team. Mike Anderson. I mean, year yep. after year in that Denver backfield. Yeah, and that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. I hope this Packers team can get to that. But it might mean saying goodbye to a fan favorite like Aaron Jones. Um, you know, with Ross, with that said, I watched this before this comes out tomorrow. The news is going to drop that the Packers signed, you know, Aaron Jones. Which, if they do, you know, whatever. I like Aaron Jones. I I won't I won't be upset if they sign him at twelve million a year. That would be a tough pill to swallow. Um, but if this were me building the team. I, I agree with you. I, I, I picked A.J. Dillon in the second round last year. I did that for a reason because I'm going to turn through running backs. I don't think – I'm very much in the camp of don't pay running backs, but you can still draft running backs at a, at a, def, at a decent spot in the draft because they are, they are valuable. But history also tells us that running backs, you know, historically get about three to four years. That's a rookie contract. Okay, you, you draft one, you, you ride them, you play them, and then, and then you draft another one. So uh, that's kind of where I stand with it. And I, I think – I honestly think the Packers might as well. It'll be really interesting to see how that all plays out. And speaking of – last thing before I let you go, Ross, speaking of what, things playing out, um, watching Khalil Mack flip Tristan Worst last week was a ton of fun. But then also watching the Oakland Raiders – uh, upset the reigning Super Bowl champions, Kansas City Chiefs, that, that made me wonder. Okay, so we are a couple years removed from that draft. Probably still too soon to really say who won that trade. But just so we get it out into the airwaves, I just want to hear kind of a maybe a too soon take on this. So just reviewing this trade. Now all the picks are in. They've all played NFL snaps or at least had an opportunity to. So the Bears, they received Khalil Mack. Um, with the picks they got back, they drafted Cole Komet at 43, and they drafted Arlington Hambright at 226, offensive lineman. Um, the Oakland Raiders, who honestly look like a pretty a potentially good team, uh, believe it or not. This is what they received after trading away Mac. They, they drafted Josh Jacobs at 24 in 2019. They drafted... Blisson Austin at 196. Oh wait, no, they traded. They traded that. Never mind. Scratch that. Uh, in 2020, they drafted Damon, uh, Damon Arnett at 19 and Brian Edwards at 81. That's a lot to process, Ross. But if you just had to say right now, gut instinct, who won that? Who won that trade? Obviously, factoring contract as well. Who won that trade? Yeah, I mean it's it's always going to be Oakland, I think. You know, you you it's going to be really difficult to recoup that much in what was sent back by the Bears. And um I I wouldn't have maybe probably taken a running back in Josh Jacobs, maybe would have gone somewhere else with that pick, but uh to be able to pay that many guys that can play 
basically no money, which is how rookie deals work. And what unfortunately has happened to the Bears as far as working around that MAC contract, um, and the only reason they're even functional as a roster anymore is the simple fact that they have not had to uh, give you know Mitch Trubisky the bag because he sucks. And if they would have had <laughs> to give Mitch the bag, they would be uh, in a really, really tough spot. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think when you look at it, like Mac was supposed to be the guy to get them over the hump, and that's and that's nothing to say that Khalil Mac has been anything short of, of very good because he has been. He's been fantastic, but he they they were banking on Trubisky being the guy, and they just were dead wrong. And and now we're gonna see. I mean, they're four and one or whatever they are. I I, I have a hard time seeing them sustain that. And I have a hard time thinking, you know, if they keep winning as well, they're going to continue to be in that QB purgatory. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I just think that kind of stuff is interesting to look at. Uh, but, guys, we got Tampa Bay coming up this week. Are heading down to Tampa, uh, looking to go 5-0 and this week. The Matt LaFleur, the fighting Matt LaFleur is down in Tampa Bay. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, as always, uh, we'll catch you next time. And go Pack Go. <laughs>